the song they're going to do, it just simply says, surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. It's an old song. It's been around. We probably know it by heart. And if you don't know it by heart, you can learn it by heart. It's, it's simple. But when we think about the words, when we think about the presence of the Lord is in this place. When we think about the God of all creation is in this place. The same God that hung between heaven and earth on the cross. The same God that said, it is finished and grace entered into this world. That same God is in this house. We feel his presence. The same God, maybe not wrapped in flesh, but that same spirit that the that the disciples felt in the upper room. The same spirit that the 120 felt whenever they were in prayer that spilled out on the day of Pentecost is in this room. Surely the presence. And so if you would, would you stand? Just just stand with me and would you just let this be a chorus? That we all just sing. Surely the 
presence of the Lord is in this place. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel his power. I can feel his strength. I can feel his grace and I can feel his mercy. I feel When I was studying for this message this morning, there was no other song but this one that kept going through my mind. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. This morning, I'm going to be reading from Genesis Brother Justin's getting back there, but I'll be reading from Genesis 28, verses 10 through 17. And when I get, when I read this, you'll understand why perhaps that this song was going through my mind, but. I feel Jesus. I feel his presence. Verse 10 says, Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went to Haran. and So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. And, and he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head. And he lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth. And its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold... The Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and the east and to the north, to the south. In you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Verse 16, surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. This morning, I'm going to give you a title. And it's not going to make any sense to you. I'm going to tell you a story. And hopefully the story will help you understand it. The title and the picture are not going to make any sense. So I'm just going to get it all out of the way. Like a band-aid, we're going to rip it off. The title of my message is The Home of French Fries. You may be seated. 
Exactly. Waffles. See, I told you the picture and the title would make no sense. I heard the story in June of 2019. It was a Saturday morning, and on Saturday mornings, I had a men's group, and we met at a local grocery store, and in that grocery store, they had a a little breakfast area, and in one part of the breakfast area, there there was an outer diner, and then they had the inner part that was actually more of the grill area, and on the outer part, there was a brunch that they would do in the morning, and they would have all of the breakfast area set up. And, and on Saturdays, I would like to get there early so that I could get a table and I could have my coffee and my quiet time before everyone showed up. And so I would get there 30 minutes at least, and I would have my coffee. It was a ceramic mug. It was long before COVID came around and you, you had to have, you know, paper cups and all of those things. You actually got to have a real mug. You could actually have like a metal spoon and you, you, you were able to have all of the good things before COVID came and mess all of these things up. And, and I was sitting there and, and I would have my coffee and just enjoy my quiet time with my tablet, and I would be able to just go over the lesson that I was about to teach. And and I was sitting there on this Saturday morning at this table, and I'm in the grill area, and we've got this nice tabletop, and and there's no one else in the grill area, and and everyone else is on the outside, and and they're all being loud out there, but the, the grill area is quiet. It's perfect. I'm alone, just the way I like it on a Saturday morning at about 8.30. And then through the door walks three fellows. And there's nothing wrong with them walking through the door. It's an entrance. I've used that door before. It's perfectly fine that they walk through that door. It says enter. There's no problem. But as they walk through the door, they're slapping each other on the back. Bro, what's up, bro? And they're just so loud. And they come into the grill area, and they sit, not somewhere else. Have I told you that the grill is empty, except for me? They sit at the table right next to me, like right next to me. I I told you I I was enjoying my quiet time, right? So, like, literally, I could pass them the salt from my table to their table. To reference an 80s commercial that I grew up on, I could pass them the gray poupon from my window of my car to theirs. I was that close to them. So when I tell you, I told you all of this stuff just so that I could tell you the story that I overheard. I didn't want you to think that I was just eavesdropping on their table. I wanted you to know the type of fellas that I was listening to because I had no choice because they were so close and so loud. Okay? So they are right next to me. And I'm sitting there and I've got my tablet out. And they are all just... Just fell in it up. And the guy just looks at one of them, and there's two on one side and one on the other. And the guy just like slaps the table and he's like, Bro, you're never gonna believe what happened to me in France. And the other guy was like, What? And he's like, My rental car got broken into. And they're like, What? He's like, Yeah, I got broken into. And all of my clothes were stolen except for the shirt that I had on and the one I had in the, cl- in, in the house with me. And they're like, no way. And I'm just, I'm, it's everything I can do to not just like explode on the inside. Because 
there's just some things that I can't handle at 8.30. It, it didn't matter that I already had two cups of coffee. There are just some things that I just don't want to have to deal with on 8.30 on a Saturday morning. And this is one of those things. But they're just going on. And he's like, yeah, I only had the shirt that I, that I brought in with me. And then I had the shirt that I was wearing. And they're like, did they steal your laptop and camera? And he's like, no, I brought that in with me, but I left my luggage in the car, and they stole it all. And they were just all upset. And he was like, you know what the worst part of the trip was? And, I, and I'm just, I have to know now. I, I have to know. There, there's no, I, I almost wanted to go and, like, pull up a chair at their table and say, no, bro, what was the worst part of the trip? He says, in all of my pictures, I'm wearing the same two shirts, man. And I was worried people were going to notice. And his friend had the nerve to say, yeah, man, I noticed. I just didn't want to say anything. And this is where my title comes from. His other friend said, but you were in France the home of french fries <laughs> and this is what makes it perfect for this slide french fries were not even invented in france they were invented in belgium which is actually the home of waffles so now you understand the waffles belgium they have things called frites and that's where french fries were invented and so as I'm sitting there, and the guy is like, but you were in France, the home of French fries. Something hit me, and I began to write. And this message was born. And so I decided in that moment, I am going to title this message, the home of French fries. No matter where I preach it, I'm going to tell the story of the bros and only having one shirt, two shirts, one that is dirty, and I'm going to tell everybody that it's the home of french fries, even though that's not where french fries come from. And I sat there, and I began to think to myself, and I began to write these notes down. He was in France, and his whole focus was on his shirt. I have some pictures, Brother Justin. Now, I, am, I have never been to France, but I know how to work the image search machine on the Google. And I was able to call up a few things like this. I don't need to see a guy in a shirt to know that that's beautiful. Go to the next one. I have five pictures. I, I, don't, I don't need to know anything else. Go to the next one. The next one. The next one, the next one, uh, if I have another one, I can't remember, I, I can't really count. Do I have another one? Okay, then just go back to the waffle. He was so focused on the shirt that he missed the beauty of everything that was around. And as I begin to write the notes... There was something that got on the inside of me that said we can get so focused on what we're going through that we miss everything that God is trying to do in our lives.
We can get so focused on what we're facing. We can get so focused on what we can't see. We can get so focused on what we can't handle. We can get so focused on what we can't control. We can get so focused on what it is not going our way that we can't see that God has really got everything in control. We can get so focused that we don't understand that God really has brought us this far. We can get so focused that we are missing everything that God is doing for us. We can get so focused on on everything that we are so self-focused on ourselves that we are missing everything around us. As I begin to write the notes, this isn't going to be negative, I promise. I begin to write these notes, and for as I sat there, I begin to just write down and I begin to write notes about how that it was like he was so focused on that that. I just asked myself this question. Why didn't he just go buy a new shirt? That would have solved his whole problem. Because he didn't lose his wallet. He could have just went and bought a new shirt. As I'm writing these notes, the scripture text that I went through this morning came to my mind. And as I begin to, to read it and study it, I couldn't help but think of Jacob the scoundrel that he was. He was a scoundrel. The name Jacob means supplanter. Be careful. I'm just going to throw this in for nothing. But be careful what you speak over your children. I wonder if maybe they would have given him a different name, if maybe they had spoken something different over him, if maybe... Jacob would have had a little bit different life. But if he heard it his entire life that this is who you are, maybe, just maybe, we need to watch what we speak because the power of life is in the tongue. The power of death is also in the tongue. That was all for free because Jacob was a scoundrel, okay? He, he was a mama's boy that made some beans and took Esau's birthright and then his mama also helped him go in and fool his daddy to where he got the blessing. And that is what has just happened. He's escaped from his brother. And now he's sitting out there and he finds himself in the middle of nowhere. And he's found himself in a place to where he's sleeping on a rock. And he's looking around and in the middle of a place that he thinks that God can't find him God shows up and that's the whole point of my message we think that there's only a certain way that God can show up where we are God will meet you in the middle of your mess he doesn't need you to get everything taken care of he doesn't need you to get everything fixed and in order he just needs you to say I'm in the middle of my brokenness I'm in the middle of my wilderness he will meet you right where you are he will meet you in the middle of all of your pain he will meet you in the middle of all your confusion he will meet you in the, in the middle of everything that's going on. He will meet you in the middle of everything that you're feeling. He will meet you in everything that you're facing. He will meet you in everything that you've got happening in your life. We're sitting there and, and Jacob, he wakes up and finally he realizes that surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. 
He looked around and he didn't have to manipulate the situation for God to show up. He didn't have to. He didn't have to connive. He didn't have to do anything to get the blessing of God on his life. He just simply had the presence of God to show up. I'm telling you, there are some times that God will just simply show up because he knows that you need him to show up where you are. He knows that you're broken. He knows that you're weak. He knows that you're weary. He knows that you're tired. He knows right where you are. And it doesn't have to be the way that you think it is quit trying to get everything figured out quit trying to get everything planned quit trying to get everything just has to be down to a certain way and just trust God and say God this is where I'm at I need you to meet me where I am I need you to meet me here in the middle of my darkness in the middle of my road I need you to meet me in the middle of my night I need you to meet me where I am I'm so alone I'm so bothered I'm so lost there's nothing wrong with it there's nothing wrong with it we all do it we all go through those things we all go through those times we all go through those situations to where we're sitting there and we have those those moments to where we're so focused why because it's emotions when our emotions hit us, what do we do? We focus on ourselves because that's what emotions do. They, they, they try to get us to focus on ourselves. And, and if, if the adversary of your soul would have his, his, his will and his way in your life, that's what he would love for you to do. He would love for you to get so inwardly focused on what you're feeling and facing right now that you miss everything that God is trying to do for you. Because when you get so focused on yourself, all of a sudden you think, well, God just doesn't care about me. God just doesn't love me. Well, that person didn't do this. Or, or if, 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 that, if that person really cared about me or if that person was really my friend or if I really was called, if I really was blessed, if I really was anointed, if I really was this, if I really was that. And, and suddenly you're out there and you're in the middle of, of this road and you found yourself and you're sleeping on a rock and you're running away and, and you can't find God. And then suddenly you just, you're just so self-consumed. And then in the middle of all of that, God will still show up. God will still show up in the middle of all of that. So don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged because you've went through a dark time. Don't be discouraged because you've went through a time to where everything seems like it's went wrong. Don't be discouraged because you feel like you've made mistakes. Don't be discouraged because you feel like you've done everything right and still things went wrong. That's life. It happens. We don't like to admit those things. We like for... Preachers to get up and tell us if we do everything right, everything is going to be perfect. When you get saved, everything is perfect. You don't have any trials or tribulations. <laughs> Welcome to the real world. If you, if, you don't, if you don't want that kind of teaching, well, I'm sorry. You know, maybe find someone else that's going to, you know, lolly, lollipops and daydreams. But I, I've been in the real world and, you know, it's just not like that. We have trials. 
and tribulations. We go through things. But we have a hope because we have a Father that is with us. We have a God that will never leave us nor forsake us. We have a God that walks with us and carries us when we can't. We have a God that is with us. We can speak life over every situation. When he woke up, his pillow was still the rock, so his situation had not changed. See, that's, that's what we've got to understand. We come to the presence of God. He shows up. We don't expect him to show up. We come to, have you ever come to church not expecting to feel the presence of God? I'll be honest, you just, you're just beat down. And you're just going to church because it's just what you're supposed to do. But you don't think you're really going to feel anything. It's okay. You don't have to. You can say, oh, yes, or oh, me. It, it doesn't matter. But there have been times. And you don't really think that maybe, just maybe. But God shows up. And you realize he loves me. But then you walk out of the door. You walk out of the door. And you realize like Jacob realized. I've still got a rock for a pillow. <laughs> I've still got Esau behind me. I'm still on my way to my Uncle Laban's house. I'm supposed to be marrying a family member. That's an entire another message. But I'm just not, you know, qualified to preach right now. But he's still in the middle of the same situation. But what he realized is that in the middle of his situation is God was with him. And in the middle of his situation, he decided that, you know what? I'm going to change the name of this place from Luz or Luz to Bethel. And I looked up that word, and it, it meant, it was derived from the word Luz, which meant almond or almond tree. And so he changed it from the meaning of an almond tree to the house of the Lord. And he said, look, this may be for some people just a place, a crossing in the road. It may just be a place where they just come and, and just it's just an almond tree. It may, it may just be some place in the middle of nowhere. But for me, this is where I found the presence of God. I'm telling you, God will meet you where you are. And if you're willing, if you're willing in the middle of all of that stuff to say, I didn't expect it to happen. And when I walk out of here, I know I'm still going to have the same trial. But I'm going to be able to say that surely the presence of the Lord was with me. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I know I'm not alone. I didn't expect him to be there, but I know that I'm not alone. I'm not walking in this by myself. I'm not going to focus on what I don't have I'm going to start focusing on what I do have I'm not going to focus on what I didn't expect to happen and I'm going to start focusing on the promises that I do have and the promises I do have is that he will never leave me nor forsake me that he will go with me even until the end I've got an advocate with the father I've got a high priest that is touched with the feelings of my infirmities I have got a God that is willing and able I have more for me than are against me. And if we can change our focus, 
we can name where we are. What's the name of where you are right now? Is it confusion? Is it fear? Is it doubt? Where are you making your bed? Change the name of it. Build an altar. Build an altar in the middle of your fear. Oh, Brother Greg, what are you saying? I'm saying in the middle of your fear, build an altar. God, I don't feel like praying, but I know you're here. I know you're here. I know you're here. I can't feel you, but I know you're here. I know you're here, and I'm going to rename this place. I'm going to rename this place. I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it because surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I know that you are here. I know we all have questions and we don't understand, but if you'll just look around, you'll begin to see the beauty of His holiness. You'll begin to see the beauty of His strength. And you'll say, well, how did I get to where I am? Some of it's our choices, but some of it, God has just been bringing you back to where he could just let you know I've been with you the entire time. Maybe, maybe, just maybe God needed Jacob to get to that place of loneliness so that he could get him out there to show him that I'm going to give you the same promise that I gave your father Abraham. I don't need you to be in a tent of meeting. I don't need you to be there. I can meet you in the middle of your running. I can meet you in the middle of your chaos. I can give you the same promise. Even when your name is still supplanter, I can still meet you where you are. I can still meet you where you are. doesn't matter if you've done everything perfect. He loves you. He loves you. He cares about you. He's reaching for you. He cares. He cares. Maybe there's something about me that just is a neon sign that points over my head that I can't see that causes people to just want to come and either talk really loud around me or just tell me their problems. I I don't know what it is. Um, I was telling Kim I was on a job when I first got here. I was on a job, and this guy just walks up, and I didn't know him from Adam. I, I didn't even know his name. And within five minutes, he's telling me all of his problems and everything, and I'm just like, I don't know if he's wanting me, if he's needing confession or, or what he was needing. I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what he's needing, but there's something about, they just pouring out their problems. And so I'm closing with this story. They can come to the music. I've told enough stories, but I'm going to tell one more because this one makes my point. Once again, I'm sitting at a table drinking coffee this time it's at church because I'm teaching a Sunday morning class and and I'm getting ready for my lesson and he walks in and sits down right in front of me doesn't ask just sits right down and just both barrels just opens up and just lets me know everything that's going on in his life 
things I didn't want to know, things I didn't need to know, things that nobody needed to know. And just, I'm just going, man, I got to teach and like, I've got, I've got to teach in a few minutes. I need you to just, can you give me like the cliff notes version of what you're doing so that I can try to get back on track? Just, no, no, he just, man, he gave me like the war and peace version. It was like volume one, and then he was like, you know what, I've got volume two, volume three, and he just kept on going. And so I'm just like sitting there, and I just, I've learned sometimes you just let them talk because if you try to cut them off, they're just going to start at the beginning anyway, and you're just going to have to sit through volume one, two, and three all over again. So I just let him go. And, man, he's telling me all of these problems and all of these situations and all of these things that are going on in his life. And, and so I just, I, just, I just looked at him and I said, and he just, he just throws his hands up in the air and he goes, So? Like, I'm just supposed to have, you know, I'm the magic eight ball. <laughs> like, he could shake me and what's the answer? Not like, you know, I mean, I may have the head for it, but... And I just said, would you look at all those trees? And he was like, what? I said, Brian, you can't see the forest because of all the trees. What does that mean? He was all kinds of angry. And I just said, do you realize how many blessings you just told me about in all of your frustrations? Do you realize that from where I'm standing, I can see where God has blessed you. Do you realize that I know where God has kept you? I know where you were a year ago, and I see where you are now. I, I know what, what you were doing last year, and now I know where you're, where you're at now. I, I know the position. I know the, I, I was like, you're so focused on this one little thing, one little thing. And it usually does boil down to one little thing that does not even matter in the big picture. He was so focused on that one little thing that he couldn't see any of the blessings of God that were all around him. How that God had provided. How that God had brought him out. How that God had just lifted him up. How that God had always been there. And I just I just told him, I said, would you look at all those trees? And he just sat back. I guess... Not, not everybody is, you know, is going to take a look back. Can we stand? But this morning, this morning, as Jacob looked around, said surely the presence of the Lord is in this place it's not in a tent of meeting it, it, it's, it's not in some sepulcher it, it's, 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 it's not at my dad's hand it's, it's out here in the middle of where I'm at he's meeting me where I am Brian finally did see it and he came to me and he was like you know I didn't see it when you were telling me that. He was like, but when I realized that if I would just take care of that situation, I said, what'd you do? He said, I went and asked forgiveness. I said, what happened? He goes, 
He told me he didn't even know what I was talking about. They prayed, they cried, they, they hugged. One thing, one thing, one thing, the adversary was blinding him of all the goodness of God that was around him. The struggles we have in our life, sometimes it's just, the adversary just wants to blind us of the good things that are in our life. And I know this hasn't been my usual Sunday morning, but I feel this in my heart. Don't worry. Just don't worry. Don't worry about what you can't see. Don't worry that you don't have it all worked out. Don't worry that you don't have everything all together yet. God's got a plan. The psalmist wrote it like this. Psalm 121, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go both now and forever. I look to the mountains. Is that where my help comes from? No. My help comes from the Lord. This morning, as they begin to sing this song, would you just gather around the front for just a moment of prayer? We're just going to pray that God would just allow us to see him and that we would feel his presence, that we would be reminded that he is in this place. I can feel his mighty power. Come on, would you just find a place to pray?
us feel your mighty power. God, let us feel you in the middle, in the middle of our wilderness, in the middle of our confusion. Let us know that you are mindful of where we are. You are mindful of our situation. You are mindful of where we are at. You are mindful of everything that we are facing. presence is with us. You will go with us. You will go with us until you have accomplished the thing that you have promised. You will go with us. Your presence is with us. Your presence is with us. Jesus.